Welcome to Sermons from San Diego, a podcast of preaching from United, Mission Hills United Church of Christ. I'm the Reverend Dr. David Barr, but please just call me David. And I invite you to listen and come along as we try to follow the teachings of Jesus and the wisdom of Scripture to build a world that is more open, inclusive, just, and compassionate. And now for this week's sermon from the book of Ecclesiastes. And this is how the book of Ecclesiastes begins in chapter 1. Smoke. Nothing but smoke. That's what the quester says. There's nothing to anything. It's all smoke. What's there to show for a lifetime of work? A lifetime of working your fingers to the bone. One generation goes its way, the next one arrives, but nothing changes. It's business as usual for old planet Earth. The sun comes up and the sun goes down and then does it again and again the same old round. The wind blows south, the wind blows north, and around and around and around it blows, blowing this way, then that, this whirling, erratic wind. And here's a question for you. All the rivers that flow into the sea, but the sea never fills up? What's with that? The rivers keep flowing to the same old place, and then start all over and do it again. Everything's boring, utterly boring, and no one can find any meaning in it. Boring to the eye, boring to the ear, and what was will be again, and what happened will happen again. There's nothing new on this earth. Year after year, it's the same old thing. Does someone call out, hey, this is new? (laughs) Don't get excited. It's the same old story. Nobody remembers what happened yesterday and things that will happen tomorrow. Nobody will remember them either. Don't count on being remembered. I think this guy might want to consider getting some therapy or a prescription for something. Now, they say the author was an old king, but it also kind of sounds like a 15-year-old with an attitude. Boring to the eye, boring to the ear. But either way, it it might sound like the rants of a pessimist or a realist, but I'm not so sure. Perhaps they are the uncomfortably honest reflections of someone who has seen it all. Honest questions we may dare not ask. A man not on a rant, but a quest. What's the point of all our efforts, our hard work and striving? And he continues, call me the quester. I've been king over Israel and Jerusalem. I've looked most carefully into everything, searched out all that is done on this earth, and let me tell you, there's not much to write home about. God hasn't made it easy for us. I've seen it all, and it's nothing but smoke, 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 and spitting into the wind. Life's a corkscrew that can't be straightened. I said to myself, I know more, and I'm wiser than anyone before me. I've stockpiled wisdom and knowledge. However, what I've finally concluded is that so-called wisdom and knowledge are mindless and witless and nothing but spitting into the wind. You know what much learning earns you? Much trouble. 
the more you know, the more you hurt. Smoke, smoke, nothing but smoke. That's what the quester says. There's nothing to anything. It's all smoke. Now, you may know those words, like the opening statement of Ecclesiastes, as vanity, vanity. It's all vanity or futility, absolute futility. Everything is futile or utterly meaningless. Nothing matters. And we get the perfectly pointless point. And then he moves on to chapter 2. And so I said to myself, let's go for it. Experiment with pleasure. Have a good time. But there was nothing to it. Nothing but smoke. What do I think of the fun-filled life? My verdict on the pursuit of happiness? Who needs it? With the help of a bottle of wine and all the wisdom I could muster, I tried my level best to penetrate the absurdity of life. Oh, I did great things built houses, planted vineyards, designed gardens and parks, and planted a variety of fruit trees in them. I acquired large herds and flocks. I piled up silver and gold, loot from kings and kingdoms. I gathered a chorus of singers to entertain me with song, and I had in my bed anyone I wanted. Oh, how I prospered. I left my predecessors behind in the dust, Everything I wanted, I took. I said no to myself. Never. <laughs> I sucked the marrow of pleasure out of every task and my reward. It was my reward for a hard day's work. And then I took a good look at everything I'd done, looked at all the hard sweat, art sweat and hard work, and I saw nothing <laughs> but smoke. Smoke and uh, spitting into the wind. There was nothing to any of it. Nothing. The book of Ecclesiastes is sometimes attributed to the great King Solomon, son of King David, a man who had it all, 700 wives and 300 concubines. He wanted for nothing. However, this was written about 700 years after Solomon, about 200 years before Christ. And one clue, well, in the time of Solomon, people believed that wisdom would bring a good life. The book of Proverbs is optimistic. But here we are 700 years later, and what did wisdom get us? Especially after the community had been carried off to exile in Babylon, would wisdom have really made a difference? So we return to chapter 2. And then I took a hard look at what's smart and what's stupid. I, I did see that it's better to be smart than stupid. Except that, even though the smart ones see where they're going and the stupid ones grope in the dark, they're all the same in the end. One fate for all, and that's it. And when I realized that my fate's the same as the fool's, I had to ask myself, so why bother being wise? It's all smoke. Nothing but smoke. The, the smart and the stupid both disappear out of sight. And in a day or two, they'll, they'll both be forgotten. Yeah, <clears throat> both the smart and the stupid die. And that's it. 
Now, as we're reading along in Ecclesiastes, just when we start to think, you know what, this is, this is all too dark and pointless, where can he possibly be going? That's the moment he offers this beautiful wisdom, this insight which so many of us find inspiring. As Pete Seeger wrote in the 60s, to everything turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, 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 and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal. A time of war, a time of peace, a time you may embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, which someone observed was the time of COVID. There is a time to gain, a time to lose, a time for love, a time for hate, a time for peace. I swear it's not too late. That's Seeger's excellent way to end the Ecclesiastes passage. The birds recorded the song, and it became a hit. It was the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 in December 1965. The lyrics of the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, Ecclesiastes 3 is so popular because it is so universal. Wisdom from someone who has seen it all and had it all. Not a prescription that there should be a time to love and that there should be a time to hate. It's a description of life as he has experienced it. That there have been times of love and hate and war and peace. It's true. It's universal. But it's also wisdom for those yet to experience it. This is encouragement for the younger and the inexperienced. Don't worry, there is a time for everything under the sun. Don't worry, the times will turn, it'll get better. And it may get worse again. And there's nothing to do but observe and not panic. Don't stress. The quester in Ecclesiastes asks, in the end, does it really make a difference what anyone does? I've had a good look at what God has given to us. Busy work, mostly. True, God made everything beautiful in itself and in its time, but God's left us in the dark. So we can never know what God is up to, whether God is coming or going. I've decided that there's nothing better to do than go ahead and have a good time and Get the most of what we can out of life. That's it. Eat, drink, and make the most of your job. It's God's gift. I've also concluded that whatever God does, that's the way it's going to be. Always. God's done it, and that's it. So simply worship God in holiness. Whatever was, is. Whatever will be, is. That's how it always is with God. And this is what I find as the core of Ecclesiastes. In the face of all the changing times, in the smoke and the nothingness, the turns in life from gain to loss and loss to gain, from building up and tearing down and building up before it's all torn down again, there is one thing that does not change. Yeah, it's, it's God, the only thing that is eternal. And with all that, what then? In chapter 5, <clears throat> the quester says, After looking at the way things are on this earth, 
here's what I've decided is the best way to live. Take care of yourself, have a good time, and make the most of whatever job you have been given for as long as God gives you life. And that's about it. That's the human lot. Yes, we should make the most of what God gives, both bounty and the capacity to enjoy it, accepting what's given and delighting in the work. It's God's gift. God deals out joy in the present, the now. So I want to take a little issue with this just take care of yourself and add a little Jesus. You know, the loving our neighbor and all that. Compassion and taking care of one another is closer to my philosophy of life than eat, drink, and be merry. And yet I accept his point. There is often very little we can do to change anything, even though I do believe that the way to have a meaningful life is to look out for our neighbor. But it's true how he concludes chapter 6. It's useless to brood over how long we might live. So his concluding words from chapter 8, the end of the book. I realized that if you keep your eyes open day and night without even blinking, you'll still never figure out the meaning of what God is doing on this earth. Search as hard as you like, you're not going to make sense of it. No matter how smart you are, you won't get to the bottom of it. And that's how the book of Ecclesiastes whimpers to the end. Lots of words that are just smoke, pointless, vanity. But really? No. I think Ecclesiastes is powerful because it speaks universal truth about the challenges of being human in an ever-changing world that we don't control. And in the midst of his insistence that it's all pointless, it points us forward to pursue the only thing that doesn't change. The only thing that is truly eternal. Someone on whom we may hold strong when everything falls apart and the bottom falls out from beneath us. God is that unchanging foundation, our rock, and the redeemer of all that has been and will be, both the good and the ugly. The quest is for God. But now, after hearing all this, what do you think is the message of Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes.